After nine years co-captaining the green ship, James Shaw is stepping down. Now is um, probably the best time uh, for me to, for me to stand down and to hand over to a new co-leader. So what next for the party he helped lead into government? This new Green Caucus is in uh, as good a shape as as any I've experienced ever. Kia ora, ko Charles Dexter Aho, ane te purongo tōrangapu mō tini wiki. Welcome to Focus on Politics. I'm Giles Dexter. It was one of Parliament's worst-kept secrets, and on Tuesday morning, it was official. James Shaw is bowing out. I guess I'm standing down because uh, I feel that my time here and my work here uh, is complete, and I'm, and I'm really satisfied with it. His time as co-leader was, at times, tumultuous, having to lead the party into the 2017 election alone... Look, it's been a tough week. I think people need to kind of breathe through their noses and steady the ship and just get on with the campaign. And then spending some time on the sidelines himself in 2022 when members opted to vacate his position. Um, You know, it's not great. I mean, I have to say I've been through worse experiences uh, in my political career. But he says now, back in opposition and with a fresh caucus, is the time for new leadership. He's not gone from Parliament just yet. He intends to stay on to work on a member's bill which would add the right to a sustainable environment into the Bill of Rights Act. The day after his announcement, I sat down with James Shaw and asked him whether it had all started to sink in. I mean, at one level, you're right, I had an enormous sense of relief, largely from not having to hold it in anymore. Um, uh, And and I, I guess... Having made the announcement, um, I am really excited about both what comes next for me but also what comes next for the Greens. So I can sort of envision this kind of future um, for the team here without me here, uh, which I, I do find tremendously exciting. So I was, you know, yesterday in many ways, having said it was a reflective moment, um, actually in many ways was kind of exciting about kind of living in a in a possible future too. So, um, yeah, it, some people have kind of said, oh, you know, sad moment and so on, and I'm, I, I don't experience it that way at all. Is it going to feel strange for you, you know, for those few months that you are still here to be sitting behind a new co-leader, you know, in, in, in the house that you can, you know, not not maybe the back benches, but not in your usual seat? Uh, well, I think I will be in the back benches. Um, I, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Um I mean, the funny thing about my career here in Parliament is that I've never really been a backbench MP. You know, I, I kind of got elected in uh, late 2014 and, and you know, eight months later I was elected co-leader and for four of those months I was campaigning for that um, and for two of those months we were in a summer recess. So I kind of really only had about kind of eight weeks uh, where I was just... A brand new member of parliament, um, you know, had a kind of swag of portfolios that I was starting to get my teeth into, uh, and I'm and I'm actually really looking forward to having a period of time where I can be that kind of member of parliament again, but knowing what I know now, you know, so not in the first eight weeks of my career, but in the kind of final months, um, I'm I'm kind of. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just got kind of keen to dive dive back in, and 
you know, there's a lot of different ways to be a member of parliament. Um, you know, there's the obvious things like if you have a job like being a select committee chair or, you know, a minister, which is very significant, um, uh, and so on. But even within the ranks of being members of parliament who don't have those kinds of jobs, you know, there's many different way, ways to contribute, and so I'm, I'm kind of keen to sink my teeth into that. James Shaw's oft-repeated commitment was to get the Greens into government and safely out the other side. He says the caucus, with three electorate seats and a record number of MPs, is in good shape. It will evolve, you know. I mean, it evolved before I got here. You know, the, the party that um, Marama and I have been leading is not the party that uh, Jeanette and Rod uh, led or, or that Russell and Materia led. Um, you know, we've gone through generational change and there's no one in our current caucus who has worked with anyone who worked with anyone in the first caucus. Um, and that's, that's, you know, the country is, has changed and there is a generational shift in this country going on uh, right now as well and, and I think our politics sort of reflects that and, and, you, and you see some, some evolution inside the Greens. We have evolved in the sense that we, we win electorate seats now. You know, we, we, we've got a very sophisticated campaign machine. It's light years uh, from where it was when I... Uh, came back from overseas and, and kind of first joined in 2010-2011. Um, and, and, it, and it will continue to evolve. But there's still the nagging feeling there was more that could have been done. Calls for the government to go further and faster on climate action meant he cut an increasingly frustrated figure in his last 12 months as co-leader. I was arguing pretty pretty heavily to get a third term in order to be able to complete what I saw as a sort of eight to nine year uh, uh, work programme. And it's a hard question to answer because when it comes to climate change, you know, it, that's a sprawling field that covers, you know, transport and energy and agriculture and waste and, um, you know, uh, town planning and, you know, like you name it, right? It, it sort of touches on so many areas of our, of our lives. It's, it's pretty easy to kind of look at the gaps everywhere and to, and to feel frustrated by it. And I probably did, did a little bit of that leaked out. Uh, you know, in some of the some of the ways I was expressing myself, the thing that I feel most that I didn't quite get done, and I really wanted to do in that third term, was around bringing together our concerns around um, our, our wildernesses and our wildlife and, and nature and and climate. You know, and there'd been a lot of debates around, you know, um, converting farms into pine. Uh, you know, monoculture pine forests when actually, you know, the one thing that unites farmers and environmentalists and everybody else alike was that actually we, we do want to reforest this country, but we want to reforest in diverse, biodiverse, native uh, forests and so on. And we didn't quite manage to land how to do that, but I had a really clear plan for what that would look like. Um, and, I, and it is something that I'm hoping in, in my closing months here to persuade the, the, the new government to, to kind of pick up on. And on other things that didn't quite land, I mean, do you have regrets on what happened with Hiwaka Kanoa and how the messaging and how getting different groups of people on board, you know, how that all turned out? Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I, I mean, the main regret, of course, is that we didn't land it or we didn't land anything. Um, uh, and, and you know, there, I have some frustration that, you know, there were a number of recommendations that I took to Cabinet, which uh, Cabinet chose not to uh, accept, um, and, and ultimately, you know, we kind of ended up with, uh, with 
um, with, still without agricultural emissions pricing. Um, and there were a num there were I mean there were a lot of different things. You could write a book just about that one that one program of work, um, and it's conceivable someday somebody will. Um, and it's a funny thing, you know, that in all of that work, uh, some of the long-term foundations for um, cutting pollution from the agricultural sector and emissions pricing in agriculture, I think, has been laid to the point where the National Party, you know, the National Party, have committed themselves to agricultural emissions pricing by 2030. Like they've committed themselves to that really clearly. At no other point in history have they have the National Party committed themselves to that, um, and so you know that's kind of about thirty five years later than the original plan, um, and I'm and I'm sorry we weren't able to deliver it, but I but I do think that this country is inevitably going to get there. And yeah, being a minister outside of cabinet, what do you feel you could and couldn't do? You know, in that role, occasionally, obviously, you were invited into cabinet committee and things like that. But you did just mention that cabinet chose to not adopt mm. some of your recommendations. Do you feel like if you were at that table, that things might have got done? You know, that's a funny one. That's that's not a very black and white. I don't have a very black and white response to that. And it was different in our first term versus our third, uh, second term, because in our first term, of course, um, our our votes were required for everything, and and so. Um, you know that was much as the current coalition, essentially a three-way coalition. And yes, I wasn't in cabinet, but we were on every cabinet subcommittee, uh, and we had, and so we had access to every cabinet paper um, that went up to cabinet, um, and we could participate in those conversations essentially as if we were in cabinet. I mean, it, the difference between in and out of cabinet in that first term was was pretty thin. I noticed it more in our second term uh, when. Uh, you know, we had the, the majority Labour uh, government, and our votes were not required. Um, and and at that point, you know, I there were many times when I when I felt that it was actually harder to get things done in that term than it was in the first term. That first term saw James Shaw shepherd through the World First Zero Carbon Act, enshrining climate targets into law. A bipartisan commitment has safeguarded it against future changes of government. He says that was done through a mix of idealism and pragmatism, which he refuses to see as a binary. People look at us and go, "Wow, you know, they're pretty radical," you know. Um, but actually, you know, you, you can have radical values, and then you can work with whoever you need to work with in order to in order to get things done. And you know there are a lot of environmentalists and other political parties you can find common ground you know um like everyone's concerned about you know health and education mental health housing and so on uh, and and i think reasonable people can sit down and kind of say okay well you know can we look at the evidence can we look at the data and and, and can we find can we find ways of working together that's going to you know, make a real difference in that issue and that are going to endure across changes of government. James Shaw and Marama Davidson have refused to publicly endorse a successor. As expected, Chloe Swarbrick has thrown her hat in the ring. The self-described well-researched radical has a bold goal, 
a Green-led government. My point is that we are not a party of tinkering, we are a party of transformation. And when I talk to members of our community up and down this country, I hear and I see very clearly immense frustration with tinkering when they were promised transformation. Nominations are open until February the 14th and a final decision won't be revealed until next month. Shaw took a long pause when asked what his message is to his successor, whoever it may be. I probably will have many, many messages, but I think the primary one is to know why you're here. You know, to be really clear about what it is, the difference that you want to make um, with your with your time in the role. Um, and uh, don't allow yourself to be distracted by all of the millions of really interesting, fascinating things that, that you can be here. You know, most of the most successful ministers and MPs who I have met um, have not so much... You know, I'm going to use the phrase swim in their lane, right, stuck to their lane, because that's, you know, focusing your efforts on trying to get something done. And you sort of have to trust your colleagues to be dealing with all of the other, with all of the other things. And I, I think that that applies equally to someone who's taking on the leadership of a political party, is to say, OK, I'm going to take this on, not just because it's an interesting job or, or, or you know, whatever it might come with that, but because I think that I can make a difference through it. As for what's next for him, he says he doesn't have a specific role in mind, rather a set of criteria. I do want to, um, you know, continue to make the the most impact uh, on the climate crisis and the biodiversity crisis as I can. Um, And the reason I came into politics is because I had the assessment that the greatest lever for change is in the political domain, right? It's in our legislation and in, our, in the you know, way we manage our economy and in our regulations and so on and so forth. And so that's why I was here. And I did that. And then the next question is, OK, now that that door is closed, what is the next greatest lever uh, for change? And if there's one thing that I've learned over the six years of being a minister, it is... Uh, where we direct capital, you know, so away from the fossil fuel industry and towards the green economy. And a lot of my work over the last six years as a minister has been about that. So I think it will probably be in that domain um, uh, because I think I can probably make the greatest impact that way. When it comes to looking back at his time in Parliament, James Shaw says legacy questions make him queasy. If you were to ask me, you know, what will people say, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I would anticipate they'll have no idea who I am. Um, But are our greenhouse gas emissions coming down at the rate that they need to be? Are we restoring and replenishing our forests and our wild places and looking after our rivers and our oceans the way that we need to, uh, you know, for its own sake and also because we depend on the environment for our very survival? You know, that to me is what my time here has been about. Um, and, and if those things are going in the right direction, uh, then I think I will have some quiet satisfaction that I had something to do with it. James Straw says he's done the job he came to Parliament to do. As he prepares to take a back seat on the back bench, all eyes are now on who will sit in front of him. He points out the Green Party of today has evolved from the one he joined, so what kind of evolution will the new co-leader bring? That's Focus on Politics. I'm Giles Dexter. Thanks for joining us. Matewa.